following podcast contains references to the consumption of alcohol. If you are not of legal drinking age, please do not consume alcohol. Also, if you are of legal drinking age, please drink responsibly. sister is Lizzie. And I'm Matthew, and my favorite Bennett sister is Mary, I think. <laughs> if I remember the names correctly. There is a Mary, right? Yes. I'm not thinking of Little Women. I think there is one in both. Okay. <laughs> um, I was about to say, that was a big revelation, but then it's like, no, it's a real common name. <laughs> Open for that third revelation, but yeah, it'll come eventually. So this is a podcast where mm-hmm. we drink and try to be succinct about various topics. What are we talking about this week, Matthew? The film from a year that I don't remember, starring two o five, two hundred and five. Starring Kira Knightley and uh, some other people <laughs> that I don't McFadden. remember. Rosamund Pike, the former Mrs. Elon Musk. Not Rosamund Pike. Uh, I don't know her name. Mary. Anyway, we're getting off topic. <laughs> Pride and Prejudice. <laughs> Based on the novel by Jane Austen. Yes. Uh, This episode is what we like to call Ryan Made Matthew Watch Another Movie. (laughs) I would like to call it Matthew Made Ryan. Matthew Made Ryan. Oops. (laughs) I know who we are. We're not the same person. (laughs) Every quiz we've taken ever proves otherwise, but okay. (laughs) Well, I like to call this episode Ryan Made Matthew Watch Twilight Again. I was thinking about why why you owed me Pride and Prejudice, and I can't, because I remember distinctly you made me watch a movie that was so bad that you're like, we can watch one movie that you want to watch. It wasn't Mr. Bean, was it? No, I think Mr. Bean was, is what got me Twilight. I want to say that this was um, Man of Steel. Yep. Back when I was a freshman in college. Yeah. So this one's been a long time coming, whether the listeners know it or not. And because of COVID, I didn't even get to watch it with you. Mm-hmm. And also because of COVID, today we're just drinking whatever we got because it's starting to get zoppity again. It sure is. Uh, my hometown... I guess both of our hometown, we lived in the same place. Just redid a mask mandate, thank God. Yeah, the the redid part is not great, but at least... (laughs) At least it's something. Yeah. But yeah, um, tonight 
We're all over the place tonight. What are you drinking tonight, Matthew? Tonight, tonight, tonight. Smashing pumpkins. I am drinking <laughs> a Copperhead Ale mm. from Free State Brewing Company. And eagle-eared listeners will also know next episode <laughs> that I'm going to be drinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan, what are you partaking in? Um, it's raining out and dark, and I have to drive home in a little bit. So this evening, I am drinking a pineapple Perrier. Ooh, I didn't know they had flavors of Perrier. I've only found pineapple, and it's pretty okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have no way to... <laughs> I had a pineapple Fanta once, and it was way too sweet. <laughs> That's what, I feel like this is the one fruit that works really well and that you don't want like a ton of flavor. You just want like a hint. Because mm-hmm. I think pineapple gets overpowering. So I appreciate these. These are good. They're the, they're the seltzer you want, but not the one you need. That's not the quote. What's the quote from Pride the and Prejudice, one... the movie we're watching? <laughs> Pride and Prejudice with Batman? Oh. Did I watch the wrong movie? (laughs) (laughs) Did you? (laughs) This is is the one with Maggie Gyllenhaal and Heath Ledger, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's it. You did right. It's the good one. Okay. Okay, so let's do a little Ryan's experience with Pride and Prejudice, maybe? Would that work? I read Pride and Prejudice in high school. I think it was on, like, a book list for a report that our teacher had us do. Like an AR thing? No, I think it was just book report. I don't think... Uh, I think they stopped doing AR when I went to high school. I thought you could... For, like, extra you had to, like, do something. I thought you had to, like, do a book project it could be like a book report an ar test or something else every every quarter that doesn't seem like often enough i think that when i got to school that they just switched ar to like extra credit it was something you could do but you didn't have to solid (laughs) doesn't matter (laughs) (laughs) anyway So I read Pride and Prejudice in high school, and I thought it was good. Um, I appreciated it. It's a very cute story. And then my sister um, didn't read the book, but she was in college, and she watched the movie. And when I was in high school, I was in that, like, weird phase that I think a lot of girls go through to where, like, anything overtly made for women is stupid, I don't I don't know if like every girl goes through like a a spring awakening, if you will. <laughs> Just kidding. That we're not talking no, about spring awakening. No, the the Dang opposite kid. actually it's um an autumn some an autumn slumber. <laughs> no, just like we have like internalized misogyny. Mm-hmm. So you like don't try to like anything that's like too inherently like girly. I've gotten over it. I love that shit now. Like, Hallmark movies. (laughs) (laughs) 
that one movie where Vanessa Hudgens is a princess and also a popper <laughs> that we watched that one time. Guess what, Matthew? There's a sequel. There's She's a playing sequel. three. <laughs> There's a triplet. No, no, but there is a sequel. I'm pretty sure she is playing three. I think I saw that on IMDb. Oh no. <laughs> Every sequel, they're just going to add another Vanessa Hudgens, and by like the twentieth one, it's just going to be all Vanessa Hudgens. <laughs> she even plays like, the love interests. That would be a pretty a progressive revelation. Hallmark movie, honestly. Well, I think it was a Netflix movie. Yeah, but Hallmark right. style. There's a very oh, specific yeah. genre that I think that it's kind of like how people call. Facial tissues, Kleenex, like it just like becomes the brand. Mm-hmm. Even if it's not Kleenex brand tissue, they still say Kleenex. So like that whole genre of movies of like the feel good holiday. You can tell what's going to happen in the first five minutes is just a Hallmark movie. <laughs> but what if Netflix wanted to play on that expectation? And deliver a real coup de gras. That's not the right word. (laughs) (laughs) We're not talking about Hallmark movies. We're talking about Pride and Prejudice. But really, are they that different? (laughs) I would say yes. I don't think Hallmark does many period pieces. Um, So yeah, I read it in high school, and then uh, my sister watched the movie. And when I first watched it, I was like, this is stupid. Made for women. Never wanted to watch it again. And then I, like, watched it by myself without her presence. Like, two months later, I think it was on TV or something. And I loved it. I thought it was, like, the best movie ever. Super great. Started, like, watching it pretty consistently. And then I went to college. And I kept watching it. And now it's just kind of become, like, that movie that you just put on when you, like... I put it on when I want a good cry. Yeah. Um, when you were younger, did you do the thing that I used to do where it just be like you picked one movie and that's all you watched all the time, always? Um, yes, but that wasn't that movie in high school. That I didn't progress until college. Um, the movie that I watched all the time, I think would I would have to say Mystery Men. Ooh. <laughs> A classic. (laughs) It's the reason why I went through a disco phase. (laughs) (laughs) That's another episode, and I'm so excited for it. (laughs) Put it on the calendar. (laughs) Um, But no, and now it's just kind of like become like this really good comfort movie for me. And I watched it. I mean, I watched it last week, but before that, I watched it like probably a month or two ago. With my mom and my sister, just because we all wanted something kind of light. And it's not super in your face, so you can kind of come in and out of it like you did. And you basically know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's my experience with Pride and Prejudice. It's one of my favorites. It's one of my favorite stories. And yeah, it's really basic. I've also seen some really cool, like queer feminist critiques of it that are like positive about the story as a whole 
There's there's a lot of interesting stuff. It's a very layered film at this point, or at least people look at it layered. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. Eh. <laughs> it's not, and I do recognize it's layered. layered. It's layered in terms of the costuming because they wear a lot of layers. That's the dad joke of the episode. <laughs> oh dang, we only get one. Yep, everybody, mark it off your bingo card. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's not super, like, it, I was going to say it's not super diverse. It's not diverse at all. It's all white people. And I recognize that it come, that there comes a long way for, like, how we need to be doing films and representing people. And I do recognize that. Um, I'm going to make a joke, but <laughs> tell me if you think I should cut it or not. So, but in terms of white people... It's pretty diverse. There are two gingers. <laughs> Leave it. <laughs> yes. Yes, you're not wrong. Um, but yeah, and like Twilight, this is the first time that Mr. Matthew has seen it. So I'm really interested... One, to see what you remember from watching it the other night. And two, I would like to know your review of the whole situation. Okay. So, um, a little context. I moved all day the day that I watched it, so I was very tired. <laughs> and so I didn't super pay attention to some of it, I feel like. But maybe it just... Maybe just nothing happens. <laughs> because... <laughs> um. So, it opens with Keira Knightley and her too many sisters. There are too many sisters in this film. You could cut out one sister and it'd be fine. <laughs> um, and Mr. Bingley bought the house. Do you remember what the house is called? Netherford? Netherfield. Park? But yes. Something? Yeah. It's something British. <laughs> um, but for some reason, oh, he's just rich and they're poor. So they want Rosamund Pike to marry him for the money. But then they fall in love somehow. And then Mr. Darcy is his friend. And Kira Knightley falls in love with him for some reason. But at first she's like, nah, I don't want Mr. Darcy. I want this like clip art of a handsome man, Colonel guy, Lieutenant. He's a Lieutenant. Um, and then he disappears for some reason. Which guy? The, the Lieutenant guy, Mr. Wickham. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he disappears. And then their cousin shows up and he wants to marry her, Keira Knightley. And he, he gives me the creeps, <laughs> but I kind of feel bad for him because <laughs> I feel like he's just like socially awkward, but he's real weird. <laughs> and he proposes to her and she says no. And then he marries her friend. I'm going to use a lot of pronouns for people, so I hope you can follow what I'm saying because <laughs> I don't remember anybody's names. <laughs> um. And let's see, where was I? Mr. Collins marries Kira Knightley's friend. And then 
something happens with Mr. Darcy. I don't remember him. <laughs> they meet each other twice and immediately they're like, I love you. And then Judy Dench is there. Oh, Donald Sutherland is their dad, so that's a plus. He's always a he's always a treat. He didn't cash in a paycheck for this movie. Um and then their mom gets drunk at a party, and Judy Dench doesn't love that. And then the lieutenant guy marries her sister. Judy Dench wasn't at that party. <laughs> no, but she comes by as like your mother was drunk and she is a in your sisters or flirts or something. And that's why she doesn't want Mr. Darcy to marry her, right? No, she doesn't want Mr. Darcy to marry her because they were she, Darcy was supposed to be engaged to her daughter. Then who was mad that the mom was drunk? Darcy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't pay attention to the film. <laughs> um, Although so you've missed some of the nuance, but I think you got the very pragmatic approach to it. <laughs> yeah. So basically, one of the sisters marries the lieutenant, and for some reason, it's a big scandal. And Mr. Darcy does something to pay it off, but I didn't completely understand what happened. <laughs> It was like, so here's what I understood it to be. Mr. Wickham was going to marry the sister, but he was also holding her hostage for money. And then Mr. Darcy paid it. And then they were all happy about it because the mom was like dying in bed, just being like, my daughter's gone. And then the second they're like, oh, they're getting married. She's like, oh, this is great. Okay. So in high society, it is inappropriate for like men and women to, like, run away together. Yeah. So you can't Carly Rae Jepsen in high society? No. No, you cannot. Um, and it's, it can, like, ruin the stature of the whole family. So the part you're at, which is very much towards the end. <laughs> yeah, I skipped a lot. <laughs> but really, did I? <laughs> It's a two-hour movie. When I saw that it was a two-hour movie, I was like, oh, Jeebus, help me. <laughs> and then about 30 minutes in, I was like, this has got to be almost over. And I looked at the time. I was like, oh, no, there's still like an hour and a half left. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you were right. Wickham is a lieutenant. 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 British. Okay, yes, he's a lieutenant. And he goes off to like... Uh, I don't know, what do they call it when it's old? He, he gets stationed somewhere, essentially. Mm-hmm. And then Lydia goes with, like, another family to, like, a little vacation in the area where there are soldiers. And Wickham is there. And so he and Lydia sneak off together. And it's scandalous because it's not acceptable for that to happen. Um... There's there's so much there. I feel like you you almost need to understand the nuance of Victorian society to like completely get the film. And I don't. You don't need to though. You just have to like have paid attention to the other half. So Wickham and Darcy um hate each other. I got that. 
because of something about the dad. Yes, the father died and treated Wickham like a son. And Wickham blew through his inheritance. Because Wickham also got inheritance along with Darcy. Wickham blew through it, begged for more. Darcy said, no, (laughs) like, you can't just have more money. That's not how money works. And so he became a soldier. And then he did this thing where he, like, ran off with Lydia. Darcy goes to find them and is successful. He goes and finds Lydia and Wickham and pays her dowry, which mm-hmm. is, like, a, a big... Okay, that makes more sense. <laughs> I first it, The film, in my watch, <laughs> made it seem like he had kidnapped her. <laughs> No, they had run away together. But I forgot that dowries were a thing. Yes. And it's built up that, because, like, throughout the whole film, like, Lydia is very giggly and she is very flirtatious and very. For the society, she's probably considered very immature. And so this is just. 15. Yeah, you're not wrong. She was very young, she was a child. Um. But Darcy does that in secret, pays off the dowry. And, like, dowries back then, I mean, like, the parents pay every year. Like, it's not. It's not like a lump sum up front yeah. kind of thing. It. I think that they said that Darcy's, or, um, Wickham, and Wickham. requesting only, like, 500 uh, a year, I think. But I thought it was 10000 a year. That's what um, Lizzie is. Or is that what Darcy gives him? Oh, okay. It would be. I also kind of wish, like, anytime they said an amount, like, an amount adjusted for inflation would pop up in the corner <laughs> to give me some reference because it's like, he makes 5,000 pounds a year. It's like, okay. <laughs> that means nothing to me. <laughs> is that a lot? Did you see that house? That's a lot. <laughs> Well, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> Stuff was cheaper back then. Um. All you had to... Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Darcy pays for Wickham and Lydia to get married to save the families. Um, oh my worsh. What? <laughs> reputation? <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> to save the family's reputation. And that was a big, beautiful act. Um, you got so much. You left out so many bits. <laughs> I feel like I didn't, though. I feel like not a lot happens in this movie. <laughs> I feel like people... Well, one, I didn't understand anything anybody was saying because they were speaking in, like, Victorian English. <laughs> so it's like they would all say something and then laugh. And I was like, was that supposed to be funny? <laughs> like... I'm not going to lie to you, like the first 15 minutes of the movie, it almost seems like a parody (laughs) because it feels like everything is just so big in terms of like acting. Also, there are so many times in this movie where there's like a quick zoom in and it's like, I don't ever see that in a film unless it's like a comedy, like emphasizing something. So it read as like a comedic moment, but it's just like, no, Mr. Darcy's just at the party. (laughs) 
like seen him at the party. I remember the. I don't think it. I don't think it was at the party. Yeah, it, I, there's one where they wait. meet at the gazebo. I think. A quick zoom in at the gazebo. I don't remember that either. I remember the quick zoom in at Pemberley. Because like, that might be where that is. That that is where it is. Because she's spying on him and his sister. She's not spying. She's like well, yeah, trying she's not to interrupt watching. the moment. <laughs> Yeah, and then there's a quick zoom in on her. Yeah, it like zooms out on her and then zooms on on. Yeah, I could I could see how that reads as comedic. I really thought you would have liked the cinematography at least. Uh, okay, I will say, I liked the cinematography in terms of like the framing of things and like the the uh like color and stuff. But the some of the, like the camera movement choices did not seem like it fit the film to me, and that might just be like uh, it's been fifteen years since this movie came out, so things have changed, sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I've also been watching like a lot of old monster movies back when motion like cameras didn't move. It was basically like you're watching a play, so that might be influencing this. To where it's like, I'm used to seeing things not move, and all of a sudden everything's moving, so it seems weird. I also think that it, stylistically, when it comes to, like, camera movement and stuff, I do think that that was a very common thing in 2005. Mm-hmm. It, um, it does look a lot like Twilight, just desaturated color a little bit, you know what I mean? It... It kind of reads a little green like Twilight does, did, except not as bold, if that makes sense. Like, the palette is very similar to Twilight. It's just Twilight does the thing where everything is green. <laughs> and I would say it was almost more yellow. I feel like that was more of a common color throughout. But I don't know much about cinematography. <laughs> I don't either. And I pay attention to the story, so I don't, <laughs> like, I'm not sitting there, like, <laughs> looking oh, okay. at Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, I paid it's attention not. to the story, too. Nothing just happened. But realistically, I didn't like the movie when I first watched it, either. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe I just need another watch. Yeah, maybe you just <laughs> need to watch it. Also, it. a lot of the time, it seemed like they were trying to make things very, like, tension-y. But they would resolve in the next scene. Can you give you know me I mean? an example? Because I'm not sure what you mean. Because it... Okay, with, like, Mr. Collins, like, there's the whole, like, he wants to marry Lizzie thing. Mm-hmm. And it seemed like... And also, it might have just been because I was, like, spacing in and out. But it seemed like, one, he kind of did his weird thing at the party. Mm-hmm. And then immediately he proposed to her and she rejected him. And then immediately he was married to the, the friend. And it was just like, boom, boom, boom. Yes. Okay. Let me, let me explain that breakdown. He had come and in the letter he had written that he had come with intention of finding a wife. Mm-hmm. And in that time, it was really common for um, you to not really know your spouse I think at one point even Charlotte says, like, there will be plenty of time for them to fall in love once they're married. Talking about Bingley and Jane. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, 
that's kind of where you have to come from in that aspect is you don't necessarily fall deeply in love and then marry somebody. It's a very pragmatic approach to marriage. So marrying was more mm-hmm. like a social status and like setting you up to like be a good family man or a good, it wasn't, they didn't marry for love. They married for connection. Mm-hmm. And I, I understand that, but that's more of like a character thing. And I think what I'm, uh, what's bothering me is more of a story pacing thing. Yes. Okay. It seems like things are really rushed and that might just be because they're trying to get everything from the book into the movie. Yes. And I also think that you might've spaced out during a time when they were trying to signify that like time had passed. The, th- the part where she's spinning on the chair? Yes. Or on the, the not the chair, but the, the swing? I think like a few weeks to a few months had passed at that point. Because mm-hmm. after the party, um, Charlotte and Darcy took Bingley away to London and left Netherfield. And that broke Jane's heart. Jane went on a trip with, their, with her um, aunt, and uncle. aunt and uncle. And Lizzie had stayed back, and so, like, t- like a lot of things had progressed, and you're right, they are having to condense a 250-page book into two hours, so they have to kind of mm-hmm. speed stuff up. But yeah, like, time had passed at that point, because, like, travel takes a long time. Like, everything takes a long time, but that wouldn't play well in a movie, so they have to shrink it down. Okay. Um, that was another thing I was going to ask you is since you've read the book, is it pretty faithful to the book or is there like a lot that's sort of rushed in terms of the plot? Cause it, I would almost guess there's more to do with the other sisters in the book that isn't in the movie. Cause it seems weird to have five sisters and then just like two of them get a lot of screen time. And then one of them, out of the blue <laughs> marries Mr. Wickham. And I'm just like, why do I care about her? <laughs> I remember texting you just like, why am I supposed to care about Lydia? <laughs> I know you texted me like an outcome. And I kept saying, just like save it for the podcast, but you kept texting me more things. Um, Cause Mr. Darcy looked like he was about to shit his pants through the whole movie. <laughs> he didn't like, he's just stoic. <laughs> <laughs> Stoicism is just, not shitting your pants very intently. <laughs> I would ask that you let me watch it with you at some point when it's safe to do so again. Because <laughs> then mm-hmm. I can give you my, like, Mystery Science 3D- 3000 version where I can, like, explain stuff as it's happening. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah, I if I remember, the, it's like I said, it's been since high school since I've, like, read the book all the way through. Um, and I, I do think that there was more about the characterization of the sisters instead of just Mary trying to be good at things and being bad, Kitty being like the young kind of nuisancey one, Lydia being, is that, is Kitty Carrie Mulligan? Yes. Not Mary. Okay. Is not Mary or Lydia. I know which one. Yeah, Mary is the one that used to be married to Elon Musk. 
Kitty is Carrie Mulligan, and then Lydia is uh oh Jenna, what's her face? Jenna Malone from from Sucker Punch. She was also in great Zack Snyder film. I only saw the first one, and I wasn't super into it. <laughs> I was forced to, and I did not want to. I saw it at the Jumbotron at Pittsburgh State. Ooh. They had a thing where you could watch a movie on the Jumbotron. Jungletron. Yes, Jungletron. <laughs> Whatever. I don't care. <laughs> they got my money. <laughs> I can say what I want. <laughs> um... I spent so much money on a language that I already knew. Oh, man. Teachers told me to read books, and then I didn't. Vaguely paraphrasing John Mulaney. Um, I do feel like, and I, as someone who's read the book and watched the movie, um, I also have not seen the earlier movie, like the late... 90s one with Colin something. Firth? Maybe. Um, I do think the movie is more accessible than the book. I don't I don't think it's Farrell. Colin Farrell is like the Irish guy, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it's Bullseye from the Daredevil movie. (laughs) Um I do think that the movie is more accessible because it does give you like the visual so you can kinda context clue it a little bit better Mm -hmm. um was i gonna say something about the pacing or the characters or the sisters uh the yeah uh the sisters i do think that they were kind of they play it off more as like total background characters Yes and no. I feel like it it gave a sense of like I feel like um Mary, Kitty, and to some extent Lydia were all extremely one note while you were able to see Lizzie and Jane a little bit. I feel like Mary, for as little screen time as she has, has more personality than Kitty and Lydia. Just because that she's like <laughs> Uh, everybody else's dresses are very like colorful, and then hers are all like very dark. She's very like, somber. Somber, like Victorian emo kid almost. <laughs> Victorian scene. <laughs> but then she also has like the piano that she tries to play, and then Mary Smith tries very hard to be in like high society like she tries but she's too you know it's just like it's like when you so coming from my personal experience because I don't want to speak for anybody else but when I got to college and I took my first like women's studies 101 course and was kind of just regurgitating feminist theory without actually understanding and like knowing the ins and outs of it if that makes sense Mm -hmm. well um to that point i do feel like mary feels more like a real teenager 
than the other two that are her age. I think I don't. Kitty <laughs> is just there, <laughs> so I don't know anything about her. But I mean, she seems like a uh, Mary seems like a real teenager. So if I if I have the ages right, they're all very close in age. Jane is the oldest. Mm-hmm. It goes Jane. God, if I have this wrong, I'm so sorry. I think it's like Jane, Jane Lizzie. Lizzie, Mary, Kitty? Lydia, Kitty. Kitty's the youngest at 15. I think Lydia is 16. I think that it, I think it's kind of like a one every year thing. See, and it might just be the the actresses, but I felt like it was Jane, Lizzie, Kitty, Lydia, Mary. I don't think Mary's the youngest. Lizzie's only, I think Lizzie's only supposed to be like 19 or 20. So I would. She says, I think she says at one point, but I don't remember what she says. No, she, uh, she doesn't. <laughs> she doesn't say her age. She says her sister's age. But then she makes a comment because she gets asked her age and she goes, I have two younger sisters out at 15. Why do you think Oh, I'm yeah. When, when Judy Dench is trying to dunk on her. Yeah. But she flips it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and there's, there's like a lot of... You're correct in that it does play off big, but there's a lot of like subtle things in it that are like... Oh shit, she really did that, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh damn, she's she's going for Dame Judy Dench. <laughs> um Oh, then there was something else I remembered, but I don't remember what it is now. Um I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think this is what it was, but um Kira Knightley's eyebrows were very on point in this movie. Yes. Also, I love like I loved the the costumes. I loved the style. I wish I could pull off Kira Knightley's bangs in this movie. <laughs> um, it's such a look. Um, also, I would like to say that like, I feel like Kira Knightley does very well in period pieces because I think that she very much has that like that look about her. Like she, mm-hmm. she looks timeless. I also have a huge crush on Kira Knightley, and Matthew McFadden. And for a brief period, I had a crush on Bingley and Jane. So like, and and <laughs> <laughs> and also Mr. Collins, and also Mr. Wickham, and also <laughs> no. And I think that that was one of the things. Is like, I mean, like. Obviously, like, they're actors, they're all very attractive people, but, like, the characterization of them, I was like, I could identify and see the things that I would want in a partner that I had, or was trying to get. I didn't have a partner like any of those people ever. <laughs> um, no, and I mean, I think it just plays into, like, the whole queerness of it. Like, the Victorian era it was very gay. <laughs> <laughs> and you will not convince me otherwise. <laughs> um, another point. I know that everybody but 
Jenna Malone is British in this movie, but it all felt like they were doing fake British accents and it bothered me. <laughs> yeah. And I think that plays into it because they, they did try to make it the tone more Victorian English versus the English you actually we hear uh, today. Modern, yeah. Modern English. Yeah. And it does kind of get that you're you were right in the fact that it does kind of get difficult to understand at times what they're saying because no it's like it's like reading shakespeare yeah if i don't have if i don't have our ap english teacher there to tell us what we're saying i don't know what they're saying (laughs) oh man chaucer wrote in middle middle english English. yeah um Mm -hmm. the best piece of, of of advice i ever received in regard to reading like Shakespeare and Chaucer specifically, my dad gave me, and he said, read it out loud to yourself and say it like Shrek. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I almost think Chaucer is easier to read than Shakespeare, though, because it just sounds like you're saying words weird, but he still speaks normally. (laughs) Shakespeare is a lot more like... like poetic with how he says things to where it's just like, I don't know what you're saying, dude. Just just talk normal. <laughs> Chaucer's just like, they went to the whatever with the the wife of Bath. The wife of Bath was very horny. <laughs> this is her tale. <laughs> Uh-oh, that rude boy energy is coming out, I think. <laughs> Well, if Chaucer doesn't turn you into a rude boy, I don't know what would. <laughs> Ryan, we're not talking about Chaucer. <laughs> I know they cast Jamie Foxx as the wife of Bath, but we're not talking about Chaucer. <laughs> oh, man. Speaking of, oh, do you want to give us a Spider-Man update? <laughs> no. <laughs> Mostly because I don't know. I haven't been keeping up on it. <laughs> The only thing I know is that WandaVision got pushed back to January. <laughs> oh, did it? I thought that it was on schedule. I think they pushed it back to January. I don't I don't know for sure though. I know for sure we're not never mind. We're not talking about it. <laughs> um <laughs> Dang, I almost got you. Do we want to go to a quick hydration station? Sure. Hydration. Hello, and welcome to Hydration Station, and it's a very special Hydration Station this week because we have an ad. An ad? Uh, uh, It goes a little something like this. Dear good sir, please marry my daughter. (laughs) I will give you 10,000 pounds, which is an undisclosed amount in current age. (laughs) She is 15 years old and quite rambunctious, but... You know, we'll put her on some sedatives. <laughs> Yours truly, Mr. Bennett. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> it was an ad. I just got it. But he didn't. <laughs> My phone. Bennett didn't pay her. Pay him. Darcy paid him. No, that was Lydia. This one, that was talking about Kitty. <laughs> It says specifically in the the copy I got that it's about Kitty. <laughs> so he's just auctioning off another kid. Yeah. 
right. well, I mean, he got three of them auctioned off for a pretty good price. Why not throw in a fourth? That's fair. And then we all know that Mary is going to become like an awesome indie piano player. <laughs> she's going to start a band. Joke's on you. She's Mary Shelley. Wow. <laughs> And I guess that was Hydration Station. Hydration <laughs> <laughs> uh, So um, why don't we start wrapping up? Because I realized that we're at the, we're a bit farther along than I thought we would be. <laughs> as it goes. As um, it goes. And so. I think successfully we did not give away any super major spoilers. At least the ending. What would you... Uh, well, okay. Spoiler alert, though. <laughs> um, if you haven't watched Pride and Prejudice, whatever. <laughs> um, but is it me or do they not kiss ever? Who? Darcy and Lizzie. They kiss. Because when they're at... The, in, were there, when they're in the uh, gazebo thing... And it's raining. Mm-hmm. Like they touch foreheads. That's not where that happens, bud. Oh my gosh. No. Oh, gazebo, I forgot about the weird the weird deck. It was a field. Mr. Darcy or Mrs. Darcy thing. That that <laughs> I I I yeah. I packed that away in the don't think about it because it was weird. <laughs> I thought that was a very Part of my sweet brain. moment. It was weird. <laughs> No, also, they only call me Mrs. Darcy when you're happy. And then he keeps kissing her and calling her Mrs. Darcy. And it's like, is he about to finish? <laughs> it was Victorian times, maybe. Is he so repressed that just <laughs> kissing her on the forehead is going to make him finish? No. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we shouldn't watch it together. I don't know. <laughs> I will say overall, I enjoyed it. <laughs> It might not have shown because of how hard I dunked on it, but <laughs> I enjoyed it. Um, okay, I have to clarify something, and I apologize. They did not get engaged in the rain at the gazebo. That's where she denied him and refused but, the but proposal. I mean, that... and... no, but, but that's the part where he's like, I love you. I've always loved you. I've only met you twice, but I love you. And then... Yeah, like, and then he's he has big rude boy energy and starts dunking on her family, <laughs> and so she like oh, throws it oh, back. Oh no, at no, him. no! Okay, yeah, I'm, 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 I know what I'm combining two scenes in my head. It's the scene where she like w- it doesn't sleep and then walks into the field and he's there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like the the quintessential. I was conflating the two. I think the Notebook <laughs> has ruined my <laughs> my. Uh, like understanding of how romantic movies are framed because it made me think like all big romantic gestures have to happen in the rain. <laughs> when did the notebook come out? Oh, that's a good question. It was after this. It was not. It came out in 2004. So Pride and Prejudice did steal this from the notebook. Except it didn't though. They subverted the genre. You're right. Pride and Prejudice is so good. <laughs> no, I will say the scene where they meet in the field was shot very nice. Mm-hmm. Like it, the the 
the temperature of the color was pleasing to the palate of the eye. And Ryan froze on me. <laughs> Are you there? Oh, dunk. Oh, dunk. <laughs> the things are back. Yeah, is it just going to happen every time we do it now? I guess. We shouldn't have done background effects. Cool it down, better slow it down. Ooh, watch out. Um, lose control. It's also um, weird because it cut out your microphone, too. It's like that counts as background, so there's like a weird circle in your face. Um... Uh, what was I saying? Oh, the, the the color was nice in that scene. I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. Apparently Skype thought I needed to stop talking about it too. So overall, what would you rate Pride and Prejudice? I would rate it three and a half Kira Knightley's eyebrows out of five. Why does she have an odd number of eyebrows? Out of six. <laughs> Three and a half Bennett sisters out of five. <laughs> there we go. Okay. Yeah, I could I could see that. Would you watch it again? Yeah. <laughs> I would just have to like prepare myself for Mr. Collins because he's a lot. <laughs> oh, and I we also haven't talked about the MVP of the whole movie, Mr. Bingley. <laughs> Yes, okay, his proposal scene. <laughs> just like any any moment he's on screen is just the best because he's so weird. But it, it's not like Mr. Collins weird. It's just like, oh, he's just a goofball. <laughs> he does not belong in Victorian England at all. <laughs> and he sets a beautiful precedent for how men should address women with his proposal when he's like, I've been a complete and ardent ass. Like, yes, <laughs> don't talk to me yeah. until you say that phrase. <laughs> Well, then there's that scene, like, so, <laughs> after he, like, jilts Jane, he and Mr. Darcy come back because things have happened. <laughs> we don't have time to get into it. But he comes back to propose to Jane, and, like, they walk in, and they're just kind of standing there, and then the mom starts talking, and then they're like, okay, we're going to go. And then they leave. And then there's like a montage of Mr. Darcy giving Mr. Bingley a pep talk. And it's like, I feel Mr. Bingley on a spiritual level in the scene. That's one of my favorite moments in the movie. Especially because it's like just it's like, just like, he's like pacing back and forth really quick. And he's like, that's not what was supposed to happen. She was supposed to say, come in, sit down. And we're yeah. supposed to talk. And then he's like, keep going back and forth. And then he goes, okay, this is what I'll say, basically. And then he goes... Miss Bennett and <laughs> Darcy's acting like her and goes, Mr. Bingley. It's just such a good moment. It's like, I feel that on a spiritual level because, like, every conversation I ever have, I play in my head before. And the second somebody says something I did not expect, it's like, oh no, <laughs> I need to go. <laughs> I need to leave. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. No, that but, Bingley yeah, is. Mr. Bingley, is MVP. A joy. Sure. Most valuable prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So how would you rate it out of the Bennett sisters? Um, I would rate it all the good ones. 
out of just the good ones. What is it, like a three? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you Mary. Three out of three. It's great. I would. Well, I guess Kitty doesn't do anything, so can she... She is neutral. <laughs> oh, is there a wiki? <laughs> can we find out their alignments? We'll have to do that off screen. We should paraphernalia. <laughs> Lizzie's paraphernalia. A book. <laughs> Another book. An unending Sadness. prejudice. <laughs> yeah. So is she pride and Darcy prejudice? No, is she prejudice and Darcy pride? Who's pride? Who's pride and who's prejudice? They're both both. How do they solve crime? <laughs> How do they solve crime together? <laughs> Where's that movie? <laughs> buddy cop film damn it pride you're a loose cannon you can't go around paying for daughters <laughs> all right this has been rhetorical magic cocktail hour <laughs> we're not going anywhere from here uh follow us on social media at rhetoricalmagic.com uh follow me on twitter at queer mothra and follow Matthew at RMCH Matt. Mm-hmm. And Thank you. like we say at the end of. <laughs> Just sneak one in there at the end. <laughs> Don't address it. <laughs> and like we say at the end of every episode. Clink. Clink. That's fine. It's good. This is the part of the show where Ryan goes to get a pen and paper. Um, I do not have a knife with me, so I can't have a Matthew knife corner. But I do have... Hmm. There's a Wii remote in my line of view. Um, it is sitting on a bookcase. Um, there is a... Oh, Ryan's back. Everybody shut up. Hello. Oh. I didn't have my headphones and I didn't hear you, sorry. That's okay, I wasn't talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? <laughs> Hi, welcome to Rhetorical Magic. That was really loud at the start, wasn't it? <laughs> that was a little, a little hot. <laughs> Give me one more. Hi, welcome to Rhetorical Magic Cocktail Hour. Okay, a little too soft. Let's get let's get another one. <laughs> I will right, right, right in between. <laughs> Let me do the thing. Just talk over me. I can put out my audio. Apparently oh no, Ryan, not. it's starting again. It's starting again. <laughs> the boy energy. <laughs> it's coming back.